Good morning. Let us sing this morning, surely the presence. You may stand. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, this morning, you'll take a look at the things that are going on in the life of the church. Uh, if you'll take a look at the back of your bulletin, you'll see those things that are listed there. Just a few to add to those. Choir, February 6th. Uh, we will not be having United Methodist Women tomorrow night. We will not be having United Methodist Women. Uh, we are updating our prayer list. Uh, there are still some in the back. If you would, please let me know which ones need to stay on there. Or if there are ones that we definitely can take off. Uh, next week, we're, it's going to be a lot smaller, a lot shorter. Uh, and if we miss anybody, I apologize that any, if we miss anybody that needed to stay on there, just let me know. We'll definitely put them back on there. But we're updating that. We're kind of doing a reset for the year uh, to start fresh this year. So just make sure you take a look at that list. Uh, the Guardian Ad Litem program here in Montgomery County is collecting plastic jars of peanut butter and jelly. This is an annual thing that they do now. Uh, the last day of collection is Martin Luther King Day. Uh, they're looking to collect 10,000 jars across the county. So if you'd like to participate, there's a box over the red crate back there in the back for that. Uh, and there are a few devotional books still left from last week uh, that came from Jean's house. So if you would like to uh, get one of those, please uh, make a pit stop over there for that. I do have a card this morning. Your kind and thoughtful expression of sympathy is deeply appreciated and greatly acknowledged. I can never find the words to express what this body of believers, this loving community, means to my family. Tommy was always proud to say that he was part of a congregation who put others first and themselves last to show their love by their actions. We witnessed this love many times. We appreciate all the cards, phone calls, texts, and gifts through this difficult time. Although Tommy suffered a great deal during the last 30 days of his life, we find comfort in knowing his suffering has ended. He is finally at peace and rest with his first true love, the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior and our God. Love, Connie, Joy, and Brett. Amen. Are there any other announcements or things we need to be made aware of? Well, seeing none, let us open with prayer. So let us pray. Source of love and mercy. As we enter a new year in the life of this church, may our love for you be made known in our love for one another. Help us leave old grievances and former argument behind as we open our hearts to the possibilities that lie before us. Guide our footsteps into the glory of your ways that we may live as you created us to be. Beloved children, 
crowned with glory and honor. May our worship reflect the greatness of our calling and the honor of our heritage. Amen. Our song of preparation this morning is Sweet, Sweet Spirit, 334. seated. As we continue this morning, we take time now to lift up our joys and concerns so that we can pray with and for one another. Uh, as I said earlier, we are working on resetting this list because you see how long this list is. We love each and every one that is on this list, but we do want to try to get an updated list for the new year. Uh, so if you would, just make sure you take a look at those and let me know. Some things we need to just uh, add to our list today. Uh, we've had several that needed to be added. Uh, Ginger Gillis, uh, Dennis's niece, uh, Quentin, Nance, Laura Jackson, Laura and Jackson, Rick Hogan, uh, and Mike Lewis. Uh, they're all battling this virus, this COVID that we're dealing with. So we just need to remember all of them. Um, we've, we've got a lot on this list of people that uh, we need to remember. Howard, uh, for, he's still in the hospital, uh, so we need to remember him. Michael still recovering uh, from his surgery. Um, uh, Connie and Joy and Brett as they are still dealing with the loss of Tommy as we all are. Uh, so we'll continue to pray for, for them also. Are there any others that we need to add to the list this morning? Oh my goodness. Alrighty. Others. Well, let us take our prayers to the Lord this morning. So let us pray. Gracious and holy God, we have once again come and gathered in this place. We have come as the church to gather together in the building that we worship, 
that we come to worship in, that we come to remember you, that we come to hear your scriptures and we come to hear your voice. A place that we can bring our joys and our concerns so that we as the body of Christ can pray with and for one another. Lord, we have all these names that are on our list. And this list just seems to grow and grow and grow. But Lord, you know everybody's needs. You know everyone on this list. You know those who are not on this list but are on our hearts and our minds. So this morning, Lord, we bring these people to you. We bring our prayers of healing, of comfort, of peace to you, knowing that you are in control, that you have it all in hand, and that we may feel lost and discouraged. But you are there. You are there with your arms around us. You are there taking care of our loved ones, our friends, each and every person that is on our list and in our hearts and minds. So this morning, Lord, we bring these things to you. We lay our yoke down at your feet and pick up your yoke of comfort and peace. So this morning, Lord, let us hear your words and hear your message. And as we have gathered as the body of Christ, we come together in the prayer that Christ taught the disciples to pray and taught us to pray, saying... Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power glory forever. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning comes from the Psalms. It is our Psalter reading. It's found on number 761 in your hymnals. 761. This is Psalm 29. I had to get him to come preach for me this morning. Hey, he's welcome to come up here if you want. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stifle him. <laughs> Let us read now together Psalm 29. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of His name. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thunders the Lord upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. The Lord makes Lebanon to skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. 
The voice of the Lord makes the oaks of whirl and strips the forest bare. In the temple all cry glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as ruler forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. As always, we are grateful and thankful for all the many gifts and offerings that have been given to this church so that we can go out and serve the community. So let me offer this prayer this morning as our response to God's gifts. Let us pray. Mighty one, your voice is powerful, shaking the wilderness and stripping the forest bare. Speak words of blessing upon our offering this day that nothing may hinder the good our gifts may do in your name. Give strength to your people through the gifts we bring before you, that all may know the glory of your Spirit through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Our Old Testament lesson this morning comes from the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 43 Verses 1 through 7. But now, says the Lord, the one who created you, Jacob, the one who formed you, Israel, don't fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When through the rivers, they won't sweep you away. When you walk through the fire, you won't be scorched and flame won't burn you. I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I have given Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in your place. Because you are precious in my eyes, you are honored and I love you. I give people in your place and nations in exchange for your life. Don't fear. I am with you. From the east, I'll bring your children. From the west, I'll gather you. I'll say to the north, give them back. And to the south, don't detain them. Bring my sons from far away and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my, by my name and whom I created for my glory, whom I have formed and made. Our gospel text this morning is from the gospel according to Luke chapter 3, verses 15 through 17 and 21 through 22. Hear now the gospel according to Luke. The people were filled with expectation, and everyone wondered whether John might be the Christ. John replied to them, to them all, I baptize you with water, but the one who is more powerful than me is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the strap of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. The shovel he uses to sift the wheat from the husk is in his hands. He will clean out his threshing area and bring the wheat into his barn. But he will burn the husk with a fire that can't be put out. 
when everyone was being baptized, Jesus was also baptized. While he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit came down on him in bodily form like a dove. And there was a voice from heaven, You are my Son, whom I dearly love, and you I find happiness. This is the Word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, as we have heard your message read this morning in the Scriptures, as we have sung your praises, now may you speak to us through the words that we hear this time. So may the words of your servant's mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, we all know this story. We talk about it every year on the Sunday after Epiphany, Jesus' baptism. Only three of the Gospels cover Jesus' baptism, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And each Gospel tells it just a little bit different. In Matthew and Mark, they say that Jesus went to John to be baptized, and John baptized him. Luke does not say who baptized Jesus. Matthew and Mark say that the heavens opened, the Spirit came down, and a voice was heard as Jesus was coming up out of the water. But in Luke, it was after everyone else was baptized with Jesus, and while Jesus was praying with those who were baptized, that the heavens opened up, and the Spirit came down like a dove. Now, there are a lot of little details in just these few verses today. And trust me, there are several sermons in this very short passage. But in reading commentaries this week, I came across a question that intrigued me. This question was posed by Carol Hess. And she asked, When John's baptism is so clearly clearly tied to judgment and repentance. Why does Jesus get baptized? We know what John was calling for from the wilderness. He was calling people to repentance and to baptism, to judgment. So why does Jesus get baptized? Indeed, what did Jesus need to repent of? What judgment may have been upon him. But Hess, Hess says it all begins with the lineage of Jesus. The genealogy that we see in Luke 3, verses 23 through 38. And Hess says this, Along the way, Jesus' religious and royal lines are established, but not without residual traces of tragic choices and destructive actions. In fact, Seth's location in the genealogy causes these traces to linger. Seth is the son that was born to Adam and to Eve, who tradition considered a replacement for Abel, who was killed by his brother Cain. So Hess says, Jesus stands in a stream of men with great courage, with personal flaws, with competing interests, 
and with fragile heroism. So we start here. To not only place Jesus within the history of the scriptures, but to also place Jesus within our world. Hess states, Jesus was born from, as well as into, a world of systemic sin. And his baptism is a signal that he understood the full implications of the Incarnation. He was not merely identifying with or showing solidarity with the human world. He was fully acknowledging its tragic structure. Hez continues, There are no innocent, no perfect, no unambiguous, no controllable, in, controllable, indeed no sinless choices in this world. All choices must be made within a context of a system that proceeds and impinges upon them. That is the world that we live in. A world that is full of choices. A world that is based on the choices that are made by everyone in it. A world where some choices are rewarded and others are punished. A world of cause and effect. And Hess says Jesus lived within a bent system. We cannot claim that Jesus made choices in a moral vacuum. The most that even the highest Christologies can affirm is the Jesus, that Jesus made the best choices possible within the systemic injustice that surrounded him. Jesus lived in a time that was terrible. Rome was in control and they were ruling by fear, by punishment, by death. Yet Jesus made choices within his world, his time period, that made a difference. And he's calling us to do the same thing. To make the best possible choices in a world that wants to separate and isolate and oppress people. Based on their sex, their race, their economic status, their sexual orientation, their jobs, their clothing, where one shops. I could stand up here for hours and list the different things that people are separated by. But when we were baptized, we took a vow to stand up and fight against injustices and systems, systems of oppression. So why does Jesus need to get baptized? I don't know. That's the question we can ask Jesus when we see him. But... We can speculate to the reason to why he came to the waters of the Jordan that day. In front of all these other people who were there listening to John, repenting of their sins. See, Jesus could have just been there to show his solidarity with the people and understanding what they're going through. Jesus could be there to show that he has faith in God and what his mission on earth is. All we know is that Jesus 
chose. Jesus chose to go to the river where John was baptizing the people. He made a choice to be baptized with the rest of the people of God. So baptism is a choice. Now, some of us may have been baptized as babies, so you might not see it as a choice that you made to be baptized, but it is still a choice that you make later on to affirm your baptism. To affirm what happened when you were a child and brought to be baptized. So we all made a choice at some point. We made a choice to be here this morning, to come and hear the scriptures, to hear a message, to sing, maybe just to see each other's faces or what we can see of each other. We all make choices, but how do our choices align with God's will? Baptism is a way that we affirm and reaffirm our covenant with God. That we're going to listen to the Holy Spirit and make choices to the best we can in this world that is so broken. So today, we're actually going to take time to go through the reaffirmation of our baptism and reaffirm but it is going to be a little different. Usually when we reaffirm our baptism, we come forward and we touch the water. But that's not the best thing to do right now. So I'm going to offer you something else to do. But first, I want to offer just a few facts about water. Water, for the most part, is free. Now, we pay to have it pumped to our house, but for the most part, water is there and abundant. According to the USGS Water Science Department, 71% of the earth is covered in water, of which 96.5% of that is in the oceans, salt water. Our bodies are mostly made of water. According to Dr. Jeffrey Utz, different people have different percentages of their bodies made up of water. Babies have the most, being born at about 78%. By one year of age, that amount drops down to about 65. In adult men, about 60% of their bodies are water. Farmers use a lot of water to grow our food. 80 to 90% of, of ground and surface water is used by agriculture. We use water every day. It is estimated that a person uses 80 to 100 gallons of water per day. Most of it used to flush the toilet and shower. 80 to 100 gallons a day per person. And our, body, our bodies need water to survive. You see, a person can go days without food, but needs water every day. 
and it is recommended that a person drink eight eight-ounce glasses of water a day. That is a half a gallon of water that we're recommended to drink per day. I don't ever get that. My wife fusses at me all the time because I don't drink enough water. I have water up here because my throat gets dry, but I still do not drink enough water. So today, instead of coming forward to touch the water, I'm going to offer you what you have already used today. The water that you have used this morning to brush your teeth, to shower, to take that first potty break once you get up. And also offer the water that you will use later today and in the future. So today I'm inviting you to not only remember your baptism just today, but to remember it every day. To remember it when you go to wash your hands and have that sink running. To remember it when you're brushing your teeth. To remember it when you're taking a shower or a bath. To remember it during the summer when you actually get to go and swim maybe in a pool or a river or a pond or a lake or an ocean. But I also invite you to remember your baptism when you wash the dishes after a meal. When you go to wash your car. When you go and water your animals and critters. I invite you any time that you see that you touch, that you taste, that you hear, that you smell water to remember your baptism, to remember the covenant that we have made with God. And yes, you can smell water. I've smelt plenty of water, some of it clean, some of it not. But I invite you any time, any time that you come across water to remember your baptism and reaffirm your covenant with God. So I invite you to take out your hymnals and turn to page 50. This is the Congregational reaffirm, Reaffirmation of the Baptismal Covenant. So brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. Through the reaffirmation of our faith, we renew the covenant declared at our baptism, acknowledge what God is doing for us, and reaffirm and affirm our commitment to Christ's holy church. So on behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness Reject the evil powers of this world and repent of your sin. Do you accept the freedom 
and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in His grace, and promise to serve Him as your Lord, in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? According to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives to the world? So let us join together in professing the Christian faith as contained in the scripture of the Old and New Testaments. Do you believe in God the Father? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. be with you. Let us pray. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Tell of God's mercy each day. In the fullness of time you sent Jesus nurtured in the water of the womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Pour out your Holy Spirit, and by this gift of water, call to our remembrance the grace declared to us in our baptism. For you have washed away our sins, and you clothe us with righteousness throughout our lives, that dying and rising with Christ we may share in his final victory. Remember 
your baptism and be thankful. The Holy Spirit work within you that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. So let us rejoice in the faithfulness of our covenant. We give thanks for all that God has already given us as members of the body of Christ in the congregation of the United Methodist Church. We will faithfully participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, and our service in everything God may be glorified in Jesus Christ. To God of all grace, who has called us to eternal glory in Christ, establish you and strengthen you by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you may live in grace and peace. As we remember our baptism, we are going to sing a new song. A song that we may not know, a song we may struggle to sing. But I invite you to make a joyful noise. Because it says in the front of our hymnals, you've never looked, directions for singing. And one of them is to sing all, sing all, sing modestly, sing in time, above all, sing spiritually, which means we don't have to sing on key. <laughs> so let us stand and sing our song of invitation 512, Stand By Me.
together this morning to an end. Receive this benediction as we say it together. Go forth and proclaim the good news. God calls us by name and fashions us for glory. Go as people wash clean in the waters of our baptism. Go forth and live the good news. The Holy Spirit blesses us and seals us in God's love. As people blessed by God, that we might be a blessing to others. And may the forces of evil become confused on the way to your house. Amen. Amen.